Welcome into this uh, week's edition of Talking Ball. My name is Jerry Hamilton, joined as always by Lifetime Longhorn Rod Babers. Huge week, Big 12 Championship game coming up Saturday. Jerry Jones World in Arlington, Texas, number seven. We'll see tomorrow. Uh, the college football playoff rankings come out or release the updated ones. Oklahoma ranked number 20 uh, in the Big 12 Championship game. That's 11 and 1 Texas, 9 and 3 Oklahoma State. Uh, today, we're going to talk about Steve Sarkeesian's press conference. We're going to have Rod and I's reaction to that. Mike Gundy's press conference, which is always funny and entertaining. Then we're going to get Rod's initial early thoughts on the matchup between Texas and Oklahoma State. And we're going to end today with a little Xavier Phil Same talk. Uh, the five-star safety committed to Florida that Texas is uh, trying their best to flip. Uh, but first, we're going to start with uh, Rod. We're going to start with Steve Sarkeesian's press conference. So I'll let you get your thoughts on that. Before we do that, I want to take a second for LonghornWealth.net and the sponsor of Talking Ball, John Donovan. John's a proud Texas X's Life member, and his wife and all six siblings are also UT grads. So it is this deep Longhorn family pride that led John to dedicate his firm to providing total wealth management for Texas alumni, employee, family, and friends. John is a certified financial planner who has now spent over 30 years providing investment, retirement, insurance, and estate planning services and solutions to his clients. John and his Longhorn and his team at Longhorn Wealth want you to congratulate the UT football team on their amazing 11 and 1 conference leading record and for making it to the Big 12 Championship game coming up this Saturday. Just like them, Longhorn Wealth also strives to be the leader in satisfying all their clients' financial planning needs and desires. So if you would like a free 90-minute consultation to explore how Longhorn Wealth can help you design, you design, develop, defend, and distribute your wealth for the benefit of you and your loved ones, please give John and his team a call at 972-707-4900 or visit longhornwealth.net. All right, Rod, I thought it was... Uh, a confident Steve Sarkeesian yes, stepped to the mic today. Now, this is a guy that may have more belief in his team than even his players have in their team. I mean, he believes in this group of guys. Um, and I thought that's one of the things that really has shown through in recent press conferences. Uh, kind of what was your takeaway from Sark today? Uh, yeah, I, I love the, um, you know, how, first of all, um, how proud he was. Right. You yeah. can tell there's a new sense of pride now with Sark. And you're right. Sark did believe in these guys probably more than they believed in themselves. Uh, remember, before the season started, he said more so than any team he's ever coached. Yep. This team looks like a Sark team. They play like a Sark team. They run like one. They hit like one. You know, they talk like one. And even going to I think Sark likes how kind of boisterous this group is, especially lately, right? Coming back in, you know, uh, you know, the trash talk and all the bulletin board material from Texas Tech and from Iowa State and all these guys after they made their statement on the field, they all had something to say about their culture being questioned, right? Their culture being called out. And Sark has also thrown them jabs out there. I saw in the post game, I believe J.D. Barron put it out there, that they broke their uh, their locker room huddle to end the game in the post game with F around and find out. That's right. right? Basically that, hey, Texas Tech after round, and they found out. Right? Found and I love that. I've heard, and maybe for rumor, allegedly, that there's some T-shirts on the team, too, with F-A-F-O. All right? <laughs> they, are in, 
FAL. So I, I hope that is the case because I remember, you know, playing for Mac Brown. Mac Brown is a great man. Um, he's, he's a Hall of Fame coach, but he actually he's a greater man than he's a coach. I love me some Mac Brown. We had our issues, but we we made up, and Mac's a good man. Um, but when Mac was early on in his coaching team, before he evolved into being that Hall of Fame coach, his teams would play tight. By the way, I own that. I say his teams, my teams. I was holding those teams, right? Play tight in big games, Oklahoma games, uh, Big 12 title games. Obviously, Chris Sims is probably the epitome of that. But we played tight. Um, and I think it's because Matt Brown coached tight. You know, uh, if Sark is letting these guys, you know, break the huddles with F around and find out. You know, when Matt uh, came up with like, his annual theme, he would have an annual theme every year. And yep. he'd let the senior council, like the leadership council, pick out the annual theme. You would submit options and then he would ultimately pick it out and my senior year i was on leadership council and what we wanted was we wanted fit which was effort all right we wanted we don't care about the noise we don't yep. care about what's happening outside this locker room all we care about is winning it was a it was a mantra for us right it was something it was a la costa nostra right it was our thing and we didn't care about perceptions or something but mac did right. Matt cared about perceptions so mac changed it to wit whatever it takes, because <laughs> Mac was about perception. And I think that hurt Mac early on. But remember when Vince Young comes in, Mac's jamming 50 cent. Yeah, that's right. Mac, Mac, Mac was letting that team be themselves, right? When Mac first came in, no earrings, no braids. I don't want drill. I want that stuff. And it's like, hey, man, I, the only reason he changed his mind about the, the, the braids and everything, because he had to recruit said Benson. And Ted yeah. Benson wasn't cutting his hair just to go to Texas. So he Mac Brown changed up, you know, his formula a little bit. But later on, Mac started to coach looser and he started to let the team, right? Let the team kind of regulate itself. And he realized how important uh, leadership was. A team, a basically a, a team that was uh a player run, a player-led team rather than being him, try to micromanage every little thing. Remember, you know, don't let Chris Sims talk to the media after games. That kind of stuff. Mac was big in micromanaging the message early on. And later on, I think Vince Young taught him actually, like, hey man, if you have, if you got the right guys, if you got what did Nick Saban say? I got my job is to get the, the right guys on the bus and the wrong guys off the bus, get the right guys in the right seats <laughs> on the bus, right? That's my job. If I do that, it'll take care of itself. And Matt Brown didn't realize that until D.Y. came along. He was like, damn, I got the right guy. I got him in the right seat. Look at this team, right? And Matt always talked about, I was on cruise control. That was an easy coaching job for me because he had already done the hard work. I'm glad that Sark lets this team be themselves, yeah. right? I'm, I'm glad that he doesn't, right? I'm, I'm glad that he's allowing them because that, that allows you to grow closer as a team, right? If you're not authentic, you're not being your authentic self, That's it's it. hard to, to grow a connection and a bond in a locker room, right? That's, you know, so I think for Mac, he learned that later on in his tenure, he learned the importance of letting these guys express themselves and be themselves. Sark already knows. It. He's like, nah, man, y'all do you. As long as we go on the field and produce, you do you. F around and find out. We can have fun with that. Go on Twitter, do whatever it is. I think it's harder these days to micromanage that stuff, but I'll yeah, give Sark a lot of credit for it. But, but to your point, Rod, there's never been a more important time to be genuine as a coach in college athletics because anything there's always a camera on you. Kids can always revert back and find something on YouTube you said, right? So mm -hmm. you better be genuine, and that means you have to let your players be genuine because you can't be genuine and then make them not. That's not mm -hmm. going to work well in a locker room. I th and what, to your point, what he kind of talked about DJ Campbell. He was kind of talking about his relationship with DJ Campbell and how DJ is – the physical tough guy on the offensive line, but he comes out every day to practice. He looks like a wide receiver with the legs <laughs> on the wristbands. And, uh, but he said, you know, he said he lets him be who he is, right? Mm -hmm. yep. He's in there dancing with the, 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 the skill guys. Right. Yep. And that's yep. so important, uh, that he's, he lets these guys be who they are. 
He he yep. does not try to change who they are. If you if you try to start changing who these guys are, that doesn't work when adversity hits. Then they start blaming you. Yep. I agree. No, it's it's one of those cultural things that I just started noticing, but I reflect on my time and said Mac involved and Mac's teams played loose like toward the end of his his career here in Texas because they played looser. They were tight because he was tight. Sark's loose. Sark's he's calling some of these plays loose. Sark doesn't coach tight, and I think it shows. I think the, the players respond to it. And then uh obviously we we watch Mike Gundy's press conference, and this is a different type of genuine. He's just blunt, man. I mean, it's kind yeah. of funny. To say uh, I but, love it. I love it. I mean, like Portal, at, you know what? Our culture is better with these small school guys that we brought in probably than those guys that love. I mean, he just throws it out there, right? Um, what were your takeaways? I know you had some. What were your wow. takeaways from Mike Gundy today? Because that was 35 minutes of pretty funny enjoyment for me. I mean, he had a bunch of them. I mean, he really did. I loved when he was asked about how you're going to block uh right. and Byron Murphy. He was like, uh, we could double them. And then he's like, we could double them. He said, we could uh, let the widest one, you know, have to run the hump. And then we could uh, kind of block down on the nearest one. And then at the end, he says, you know, we can do what we always done, though, which is we got we block them. Block. That's what we do. We block them. We've um, seen these guys. He's like, we've seen these guys for 15 years at Texas. It's like that's what he, he, almost, he almost wants to say, I've had success he, without saying it. I've had success against Texas, so I know what I'm doing. That Honestly, Jerry, I think if you look at this as a bulletin board material, I know it's kind of – Maybe it's reach, but he essentially has a little backhanded compliment for Devondre Sutton and Byron Murphy. When they asked him how you're going to block them two, basically the best D-tackle duo in college football, he's like, man, for the last 15 years, they've had those guys. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing. That's what he said. The last 15 years, they've had those guys, and basically we've done pretty damn good. We, we've done okay versus Texas. He, he you know, I, I love Mike Gundy. Honestly, I do. I hate, I hate that I love him. I hate that I love him. But I do because he's a damn guy. I'm a football theorist. I love great football coaches, and he is one. And this may be his best coaching job, Jerry. I think it it is. Right? Dude, this is the least talented team he's had in the last decade, at least. Totally agree. Totally agree. I mean, this is a guy. He was playing, Jerry, he was rotating three different quarterbacks through the first like three games of the season. They lost to South Alabama 37. Yeah, not just lost, got whipped in the postgame. Go watch the postgame. They ask him, like, like basically, oh, man, this is, you know, Rome is burning. Like, what the hell, man? This is, are you freaking out? And calmly says, I'm not freaking out. I watched the film. I, uh, we'll, we'll make the necessary adjustments. Yep. I always say coaches are problem solvers. Mike Gundy is one of the best. Oh, the best. Problem solvers out there. He's he's stubborn when it comes to NIL and the transfer portal. He was asked about Ali Gordon in the transfer portal. And he's That's like, I can't stop people from coming to get him. Ain't nothing I can do. He said, I don't need to worry about it. He said he the goes other, Hey Rob, the other funny thing he said about Ollie Gordon was the backhanded at Texas, which was funny because somebody asked about, well, you know, what do you do uh, when Texas a blue blood comes in and offers your guys? And he was pretty much, you know, and they asked about Ollie Gordon. He said that that Texas offered twelve hours before signing day. <laughs> he said when they lost somebody they thought was better. Yeah, and he's, that's yeah. a backhanded shot at Texas because oh. this guy's about to win the Doak Walker Award. Yes. He said, y'all didn't think he was good enough until yep. 12 hours when I knew he was good enough all along. <laughs> he said the same thing last year. Was it about – was it Kelvin Banks? Who was he in on early on? Yeah, he had Banks committed for about six or seven months. Yeah, like he, he brought that up too. You can tell last year he was like, yeah, we had Kelvin Banks before anybody else was on him. We were right. on him. And then all the you know Oregon and the Texas, they jumped on him, and then he didn't want to come to our small – I'm paraphrasing, but he didn't want to come to our small school after that. Right. But, but – I like those shots that he takes. I got no problem with it. 
Like I said, Gundy scares me a little bit. I think it is poetic that we get to see Gundy. Texas get to see Gundy on their way out on the farewell tour because he's totally been a agree. thorn in your side. You need to exercise that demon before you get out of the Big 12. I totally agree with that, Rod. And now let's get to um, what are your early thoughts on the matchup? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you give your early thoughts, and I'll just I'll come back with a couple of uh, questions for you on it. But what are your initial thoughts on this matchup Saturday? Yeah, it's gonna take. Like I said, I, I believe Mike Gundy has done probably his best coaching job ever because you talked about the talent disadvantage that they're at and how they started as a fuster cluck of a season. Yeah, more, gonna... more 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 interceptions and touchdowns this year. I, yeah. I bet a Gundy team hasn't had done that before. Oh, I told you. And as like Alan Bowman, he's completing less than 60% of his passes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's they are so outgunned in this matchup versus Texas. If they're going to be in it, and I'm not trying to talk down on Oklahoma State at right. all, um, but Texas is playing like a top five, top six team in the country, and Oklahoma State ain't that. The hell, they just battled back. You have been very open and vocal about BYU being subpar, below average, right? And BYU almost, they, they almost, they should have beat. Yeah, they should have. They should have beat them. And I don't know how Oklahoma State wasn't excited and how they weren't geared up for that game, considering that was their chance to solidify a Big 12 title berth. I, I don't know how that happened. So this team, it's crazy. They do scare me, though, because Mike Gundy is a hell of a coach. And I know yeah. he, I believe his game plan is going to be legit. It's going to be on point. And I think he'll attack all the same things we've talked about on this channel all season long. He's going to bring them all up. This guy is a like he really is in depth about going in film study and finding those little weaknesses to exploit against Texas. Uh, they don't have twitchy elite explosive receivers on the outside. Like Chris Texas Tech, there. right, Rod? Like Texas yes. Tech. So I'm glad you brought that up. Do you think you're going to see more of that man press again? Oklahoma State's offensive line probably a little better than Tech and pass pro, but not a lot. So is mm -hmm. it the similar matchup taking away Presley in the slot? What he can do. I, I totally agree with you, Jerry. Um, I think you could bracket Presley in the slot. And if you're confident in your corners, like they were in their game versus Tech. Now, I'm not sure. You brought up a great point on, on Texas uh, live in-game live watch. Um, maybe Texas just didn't fear the Tech wide receivers. And right. they figured our guys can hold up and man-to-man -man and press man against them. If that's the case, then they should feel similarly about the Oklahoma State wide receivers. Maybe it was this late in the season. They've worked on the technique and the fundamentals enough where they feel confident that these young bucks can go out there and their technique won't fail them in press man and they can still hold up. So maybe we're going to see more of it because of that. Maybe it's because Sark said, guys, we are what we are at this point. We're bad yeah. red zone on offense and defense. Our pass defense is just leaky, okay? If we're going to go down, let's go down swinging. Let's go exactly. down as aggressive as we can. Or it could be an amalgamation of all those different things. PK is more aggressive now. There's no doubt. I wouldn't no clock on the third downs on uh, on 70% of the third downs. They either played both corners playing press man and or they came with a blitz. So – on situationally, he's much more aggressive. But I don't know if it's coincidence or not. But when Texas played both corners playing press man, remember, usually it's a boundary thing. Ryan Watts, wherever the boundary corners, they play press. And then the field corner usually plays off. But now Sark says they want to play both corners up. He said that in the offseason, and that's what we saw in the Tech game, more so than any other game that I've observed this season. And they only completed 18% of their passes when Texas was playing both corners in bump and run coverage, uh, 1.5 yards per attempt. He only averaged 2.4 yards per attempt. So, but my point is, was this the best pass defense performance all season for Texas because they were more aggressive 
with the corners on the outside, taking away the unbreaking routes, taking away the slant, taking away the quick game, taking away the targets to bunch, or is it just because Tech just couldn't get it done? It was a pass rush. I'm not. I'm not really sure. Yeah, so we're we're gonna also find out this because Gundy will probably run more wide receiver screens than Texas Tech. Yeah. See that that's the thing, right? If you're gonna bump and you're gonna play a lot of man, right? You go bunch on one run wide receiver screen against Texas. Mm -hmm. You know Gundy's gonna pull things like that out. I would also with Gundy. By the way, Rod, he gave Texas a hell of a compliment today. He he said nobody. He said nobody's talking about the punt return game. Texas is plus 300 yards in punt return this year. And he said, that's an amazing stat. And I honestly have never looked at plus minus and punt return yards nationally. On a, I don't even know where you'd find the stat, honestly. <laughs> but for him to bring that up and say that's, a very, that's an amazing stat tells you he sees a real strength for Texas in their punt return game and Sanborn's ability to keep teams from returning the ball in the punt game and coverage unit. He gave them a really good compliment. Rod, don't you think we're going to see Gundy, similar to what BYU had to do to hang around and have a shot against Oak State? I mean, it's a fake punt game or a fake field goal game. It's an onside. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, you, I say, what does he have to lose? Nothing. I mean, obviously, if you win, you go to a, a New Year's Six Bowl. I mean, that's a lot of money. I, I get it. But he has nothing to lose from this standpoint. He knows he's an overwhelmingly talent outmatched in this game. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. So what's he going to do? I mean, he, you know, he pretty much said, yeah, we both teams are who we are. And I thought, uh-huh, yeah, right. That's not yeah. the way you're going down, Gundy. You've nope. been doing this too long. Totally agree. I'm with you. I, I don't don't trust Gundy. He's like, we're going to do what we do. You know, we're going to no, know that's not it. I'm with you. No, no, kitchen, no. kitchen sink game for Gundy. And by the way, he's repping the Big 12 now. Because there's this underlying theme that, hey, man, I guarantee you, Brady Roman's like, hey, bro, you represent the Big 12, man. Please, <laughs> please pull this upset off or make it make it interesting. Don't let, let Texas boat race you on their way out. Um, So I'm with you. I think Gundy's a hell of a coach. I need to have a game plan that basically almost is a checklist of everything that we've identified that Texas has struggled with all season long. And he's going to try to exacerbate those issues in the game. Now, maybe he'll give them a schematic strategic advantage. Um, that can only last so long. You don't need players to play well. Now, That's Texas it had played their best two running backs in these back-to-back matchups. That's right. Taj Brooks, Brooks ran the ball a little bit. He looked good. Okay. Ollie Gordon, do you think he's better uh, than Taj Brooks as so, better Taj Brooks? So, so I want your right? opinion on that. I want to bring that up because I think where Taj Brooks is better, he's a better contact, bounce it outside. He is a better pitter-patter feet, skip-cut, get-out-to-the-tackles than Gordon, mm -hmm. I think. I think Gordon may be, even, may be a little better downhill 
flashy yeah. like down here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm not sure he's the same tackle breaker contact balance level Taj Brooks is because I think I think Taj is elite in that regard. What are your thoughts after watching Gordon? Well, I, yeah, I honestly, Taj Brooks don't need a hole. That's right. right. He's a guy that can make a hole. <laughs> I saw him do that a few times versus Texas, the best rush defense in the Big 12. Yeah, I, I, I right now, I test tells me that Taj Brooks is a better player um, and has more tools at the running yeah. back position, but I, I I could be wrong about that. I got to go back and watch Holly Gordon some more. That's the reason he's going to be a Doak Walker Award finalist too. That's no question. So yeah. I, I, I think he's a good player. And they just been a passing game more than I thought too. Yeah, yeah, they do. They do. 33 yeah. catches for about 270. Yeah. So he's that, got may be, that may be what they do versus Texas now. Screen, I, I you talk about the screen game. Iowa State was hitting Texas on them screens. A tight end screen. We've seen Texas actually. One of the things they are susceptible to is the screen game because they're That's so right. aggressive with a fast flow defense that sometimes you can get them with misdirection, delayed releases. You're going to see a lot of that from Gundy. You're going to dial yeah. that up. Uh, and then what about Texas offensively against Oklahoma State defensively? Before we get to Xavier Phil Same, we want to talk about the five star safety Texas is trying to flip from Florida. What about Texas offensively versus Oklahoma State defensively? This is what I see. Sark said best linebacker core they've played against this year. I thought that was interesting, he said that in his press conference. Nick Martin, uh, (laughs) the sophomore, 120 tackles, six sacks from Pleasant Grove and Texarkana. Xavier Benson on the outside from Pleasant Grove High and Texarkana. What? Both those guys, yeah. Both those guys are Pleasant Grove guys. Uh, Benson went to Texas Tech, Juco, then Oak State. Uh, but what do you think about Texas attacking Oklahoma State? Because Oklahoma State, I don't think, Rod, they don't rush the passer as a team well, but they have Colin Oliver and they have a couple oh. of linebacks to get after you. But they're not as good up the middle as some on the defensive front as some of their best teams. No, uh, but I love me some Colin Oliver. Been a big fan of his freshman year. I think he's a really good player. Uh, he's versatile. He's made some, a lot of splash plays this year. I think he's got what, 14 and a half tackles plus and six sacks. Um, so he, he, yep. Yes, he exactly that. He is one of those. He's a havoc player. We talk about havoc players, guys who make havoc plays, splash plays on defense. He's one of those guys. And I agree with you about Nicholas Martin. I was I was shocked to hear him say the best linebacking core overall. Maybe that's an insult because Oklahoma's linebacking core is pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Linebacker. Wyoming didn't have a bad linebacking core at all right. either. Wyoming's that's, what, that's what struck me that he said that today. I was yep. like, Ooh, okay. And then yeah. and then the funny thing was Gundy brought up Nick, Nick Martin, Martin too. I heard that. Said, I didn't think he was going to be the player he was this year. I didn't think he was ready this year. And I thought, again, Gundy's just so brutally honest. And blunt, <laughs> yes. You know, because injury, Nick Martin got the job due to injury, yep. which I thought was so interesting. Uh, but, yeah, so, Rod, I mean, look, I think Texas has an advantage on offensive line versus defensive line. They have an advantage um, defensively because, again, Alan Bowman's not an athlete at that position. No. And I know all teams play better uh, defensively when you don't have to face a dual-threat quarterback, but I feel like, Rod, Texas goes to a total another level when they yeah. don't have to face a dual-threat quarterback. When you don't have to spot, use a linebacker as a spy, I think that's when PK is absolutely his best. Well, yeah, because – and even Gundy brought this up, um, and I'm glad he did. You know, Texas actually is the best rush defense in the Big 12 with a light box, too. 
They yes. talked about how they don't need to stack the box no. to stop the run game. And they don't because it's because of their two war daddy D tackles they got in there with Devontae Sweat and Byron Murphy. So that's what I, I do like about Texas, that they can stop the run in multiple ways. And against stacked boxes, actually, Ali Gordon's averaging uh, like damn to seven yards per carry against stacked boxes. Yes. He, they, can, they can pound the rock even when you decide to take it away. Um, but I, I'm with you. I think for Texas, their, uh, one of their vulnerabilities – um, is the dual threat quarterback because they have to keep their linebackers at the second level. They have to keep those guys in a shallow depth. They can't drop back and get depth in coverage and depth in their uh, in their zone drops. Yep. And that's why Texas misses those hole defenders with those dual threat quarterbacks and it opens up the in-breaking routes. When they don't have to worry about that, hey, Jalen Ford's free. And he's dropping back. It's the best zone coverage linebacker in the country. And, you and get Anthony that. Hill's free to blitz more, right? Yeah, and not, and yeah. not worry about a rush lane quite it as much. up the second level. It just frees yeah. up the second level. Yeah. 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 All right, guys. Uh, guys uh, before we get to Xavier Philsame, because I want Rod's thoughts on Xavier Philsame, the five-star safety out of McKinney High committed to Florida. I want to take a second again for John Donovan, Longhorn Wealth Management. John is a proud Texas X's life member. And his wife and all six of John's siblings are also UT grads. So it's it is in it is this deep Longhorn family pride that led John to dedicate his firm to providing total wealth management for Texas alumni, employee, friends, and family. John is a certified financial planner who now has spent over 30 years providing investment, retirement, insurance, and estate planning services and solutions to all his clients. John and his team at Longhorn Wealth want to congratulate the University of Texas football team for their amazing 11-1 conference-leading record and for making it to the Big 12 championship game this coming Sunday. Just like them, Longhorn Wealth also strives to be the leader in satisfying all of their clients' financial planning needs and desires. So if you'd like a free 90-minute consultation to explore how Longhorn Wealth can help you design, develop, defend and distribute your wealth for the benefit of you and your loved ones, please give John Donovan and his team a call at 972-707-4900 or visit longhornwealth.net. All right, Rod, we like to do a little recruiting from time to time. It's almost recruiting season, so me and you are going to be talking about more prospects, Texas commitments and stuff, and, and that leading up to signing day. But today we're going to hit on Xavier Philsame, the safety out of McKinney. Uh, five-star ranked 29 in the country in the on-three composite ranking. He is committed to Florida, but he took an un unofficial visit with his father to Texas November 22nd. Then he was at Florida for two days this weekend for the Florida-Florida State game. But more so, what was more important to his recruitment this last week, uh, Rod and Texas fans, is he wanted to watch Texas practice in person and prep for a game. And he want to watch Florida's final prep and be around for their prep for a rivalry game. He is a football guy. He's a football theorist like Rod. Um, he, he is a thinker in the game. Uh, and this is a guy that Texas is really targeting here late. Uh, so, Rod, I wanted to get your thoughts on Xavier Phil Sam. Let me tee it up for you. Six foot, 190, 192 pounds. As a sophomore, he ran 10-5-2 FAT 100. Long mm -hmm. jump 22 uh, one around 22-1 or maybe even 22-7. Last year, he had a little bit of lingering injury in track, so he didn't run as fast at times. What did you see that you like out of Xavier Philsame as a prospect? Yeah, I mean, uh, from the film, at least the latest film, you can see what a great athlete he is just overall. They got him moving around. They got him in wide receiver. They got him in backfield. I mean, they're using him, obviously, as you should when you're at the high school level like that. Um, and that's why I like him showcasing because it, it does translate to his DB skills. Fluid hips. You don't see a lot of disrupted movement 
when he's getting out of breaks, in and out of breaks. So no waste movement. Love his footwork. He seems to be one of those guys that's just fluid. Love that from DBs yes. uh, at the safety position. Usually, you know, there there are issues with guys having what they call sweet hips, right? Fluid hips. Now with him, he almost has the feet and hips of a corner. The guy that could probably play nickel for you if you need him to. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, I think he could play nickel. I think he's athletic enough. He's long and rangy enough. Um, you know, they put him in a box sometimes here too. I've seen on film. If he's not afraid of physicality, he'd be a great nickel too for you. And I think Texas needs to start cross-training some of their DBs a little bit more, uh, especially some guys with the high upside of a Xavier Bilsane. But if Texas indeed, we talked about the corners uh, earlier in the show, right? They're playing more press man, take away the quick game, take away the inside breaking routes. Let's, let's make it tougher on these quarterbacks to try to fit the ball into sticky, icky coverage. The next step would be, if you got the corners that you trust can do that, the next step would be finding safeties, all right, that can play man-to-man from the slot and that also can play pattern match, cover four. And essentially cover four is you're in your zone, your quarters, until the, the, the wide receiver declares himself, that route declares itself, and then you match up with the man in your zone. They call it match, so pattern match. Texas plays that at a top 10 rate in college football. Like they play a lot of pattern match cover four, essentially yeah. deteriorate into a man coverage. They need safeties. Something they took from Gary Patterson, by the way. They yeah. need safeties that can also match up like that very well in those pattern match coverages. Phil saying checks all those boxes. Uh, funny you mentioned Gary Patterson. Is he the next coach at U of H? Ah, maybe. Ooh. We'll see. All right, that'll do it for this week's edition of Talking Ball. Uh, Xavier Phil Same there's a McKinney safety Florida commitment five star was on campus at, in Texas with at Texas with his father last week was back at Florida last weekend I'm looking to see if he sets up that official visit to Texas if he does I think Florida's in trouble so mm-hmm. we'll see there all right guys thank you for uh, joining in and uh watching talking ball this week for Rod Babers my name's Jerry Hamilton and we'll see you again next week and we'll be talking to you Tuesday night on a live stream and all throughout nice the week day. leading up to this four conference championship for texas in the last 27 years sark brought that up today it's hey. funny he, it's funny he knows that number rod damn right he knows it because i guarantee they brought it over like dude we've been in this conference what 27 years we only got three conference championships That's in football right. oklahoma's got what 14 yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny that Sark brought up the, the yep. number of tech that Texas has and how many years. So he, you know, he's let his team know already. All right, guys, thank you very much for joining in. We'll talk to you uh, again this week. Hook em.